Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the main event. Welcome everybody to Monk If You Love Wrestling Podcast. Introducing first. They got accompanied by his best friend from wherever, Wayne, whatever, Freshly Squeeze. And now, the best in the world, Mr. Rizzo. Welcome to the Honk If You Love Wrestling Podcast. This week, TBZ and myself, Mr. Rizzo, discuss the subjective art form of professional wrestling when we talk about C2 matches. Adam Copeland versus Christian Cage. Our truth in the Judgment Day. CM Punk stuff might be good. Plus, yeet drama. Let's start the show. I'm sorry. Are you saying yeet drama? Yeah, there was some some stuff going on with yeet. Yeah, Wheat Incorpor- Yeet Incorporated. Yeah, it was a little weird. I don't know if I'm going to get all the details right, but I think like a couple weeks ago, they like scrapped everything with Yeet. Like they didn't sell the t-shirt. They blurred out the shirt on like a video and it had to do with some like legal mumbo jumbo <laughs> with somebody else that filed the copyright. But we're back. More to come. <laughs> more to come later. <laughs> Yeet. How you doing, Mr. Rizzo? I'm doing all right. Good to hear. Good to hear. I'm doing pretty good myself. I'm still rocking a little bit of uh, a Christmas uh, vibe with my a different type of Santa's hat. I got my. I see, you got them Snoopy ears. ears. Mm-hmm. And this is this is my new hat for this year. I'm busting out for Christmas Day, but I wanted you to see it early. Every year, I get a cool hat. I get a cool like a. Uh, Either like elf hat with ears, or I had this one hat where like it, it, it was like really long, where it went almost all the way down to my belly with the little ball, like how long the elf hat was. But yeah, all right then. So wrestling, I'm a Christmas guy in the wrestling, and it's December, so I'm just I'm just keeping it festive. But uh, now oh, that we oh, got the oh, yeet oh, out of the oh. way, what type of wrestling you want to talk about, sir? Well, I mean, first up, we've got uh, the C2 matches for AEW. Might as well start at the top of the order before we dig into. Uh, Do we even say we're covering Deadline this in the intro? Wow, I, I completely messed up not talking about well, you hear that, the Honkers, main topic of the show. That's right. We're going to be covering Deadline. We're busting out the honk on them, and we're going to talk about that PLE, as they say. Uh, but before we do that, let's start at the beginning of the alphabet and get dig into some C2 matches. That's right. It's still going on. People are getting desperate for points. People are dancing. People are slamming. People are chopping. But who's going to get that 9-0, baby? And there's, uh, there's wrestlers wrestling back-to-back days, which is kind of fun. Yeah, injured wrestlers nice. trying to make up and get their points in in time. Yeah, it's a really weird setup for how Brian Danielson has to wrestle versus everybody else, probably because he was not cleared to wrestle at one point. So, like, they're like, some people have two or three matches and he hasn't wrestled one yet. Whatever. So he's he's got to wrestle back-to-back. people like, he's got to wrestle jobbers like Daniel Garcia or whatever, you know? Well, he had to wrestle Mr. Kingston. He did. And I was surprised about that. I was kind of mad about that match. Like, come on. 
Kingston can't can't buy a bucket, you know? That was the win that I thought he was going to get, and it was going to be like, oh, look at but this then, momentum. And then, then you forgot Claudio was in the bracket. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Claudio. Did you watch that match? I did. I believe that was on collision. We should we should touch on that match. Cards on the table, folks. At Hawkers at home. I did not watch Collision. I got wrapped up in Deadline and work happened, and I just, I just, I actually there's a lot going on with the holiday season. I'm, I'm feeling my wrestling just kind of slipping. I'm, it's I'm, too I'm, tough, man. They didn't. They don't make it easy for you to follow. I've weekly. been I've been naughty on the wrestling watching list. <laughs> But uh, did you watch Rampage? I did. Wasn't one of the Continental Classic matches on Rampage this week? It was. It was Danielson versus Garcia, actually. Yes, that's what it was. Yeah. And boy, was that was that a match. That was a match. And uh, yeah, Garcia, let's talk about our, our, our Buffalo boy for a minute there. Yeah. He doesn't have a, a great win-loss record in this tournament as well as, even though he's looking really great in these matches for me, it's just the story that they're telling with him not being able to get a win against these guys, and he's almost feeling, like, inadequate. He's looking into himself. He wants to dance. It's not working out. I don't know. I don't know where his head's at. I just want to come right out and say, for Garcia, it's... I hate to pull the Rizzo card here, but he should be thankful he got invited, all right? The fact that he's on the card is all we want out of him. Hey, hey, uh, you know what? I'm not. Go ahead. Tell me when you're done, and then I'll jump on. I'll jump on the bandwagon. <laughs> so the fact that he's, yeah, jobbing out during this tournament, I'm like, hey, I mean, you're your platinum-studded jobber. Like, you eat good, Garcia. I can't, uh, I can't agree more. For when you look at the bracket before the tournament started, you're like, things are not looking good for for Garcia here. Like it's, <laughs> it was not, but that's exactly what I thought. Like, but he's in the damn tournament. He gets the rest Honestly, of all the guys. If he gets a point, I'll be I'll be like, yes, good on you. You know, it's just oh, like going point. into the, that you're the eight seed, a tie. Like, uh, come on. No, it's it's what his story is. He's the eighth seed. Going against the one seed, hoping it's a gentleman's sweep of a 4-1 victory. Like, he wants to get that one win and not get swept. A gentleman's sweep is winning in, in five games. Sorry, I didn't – a little too inside sports there for me. Maybe just really going too inside there. But, yes, he doesn't want to get swept. He doesn't want to lose all of his matches. He just wants to get that one victory, and he can just ride out happy. Like, I, that's the first time I was in the tournament with the big guys. I can handle myself. Let's see what happens yeah. next year. And to boot, Garcia is wrestling his ass off in these matches. He looks good. Like, this is very good advertising for Garcia. Especially against Danielson. I mean, that was, yeah. <sighs> I thought he could have. He's the Dragon Slayer. He's beat him before. Yes. <laughs> Danielson's injured. What? <sighs> he shouldn't be in this tournament. He shouldn't be. The uh, dude's anyway. got an eye patch in his promos. Like, okay, well, let's stay with that. The one other thing I wanted to talk about in the Continental Classic was the final no. match. Wait, 
I want to touch on uh, just the last thing with Garcia's dancing. I love hate this thing because like I love that he's dancing, but everybody's like, he's got to stop dancing. I'm like, why does he have to stop (laughs) dancing? It's not affecting his match. It's not like Jay Lethal where he'll stop the match and go, hey, Jay White, is it cool if I dance? Awesome. And Jay White's like, yeah, totally. No, it's not. It comes right at him, (laughs) which I loved. But he still went to it again. And I was like, hey, look, he's still fucking dancing. Just like Garcia. I just love the existential crisis he has in the match where he's just like, this is the part where I dance. Like, but I can't anymore. I'm not a dancer. I'm not an entertainer. But yeah, just like, I love it because it's like in in uh, Garcia's match in, against uh, Danielson, like it didn't affect him. Like it wasn't a distraction in the match that caused him to get a roll up and like, oh no, I was too busy dancing. Like, it didn't do anything. Why are we pointing to the dancing? Why can't we just assert that it's fucking Brian Danielson and the man's a goddamn legend? <sighs> I can't believe I said it. Damn it. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. I want to stick with Danielson for you. You were talking about what happened to him in those matches with the eye patch. Yeah. Well, he had a match on collision of against Andrade El Idolo. And Andrade removed the eye patch and went at his eye. Okay. And it was bloody and it was nasty. And you weren't sure if it was a work. Uh-oh. You weren't sure if some of the stuff was real or some of it Uh-oh. wasn't. Mm-hmm. You're not sure if they should do it. Yeah. And Danielson did not come out victorious. Andrade El Idolo stole the victory with less than two minutes left in the match. Hmm. So it does start to give you some like, oh, well, how's this tournament going to play out now? Garcia, I'm sorry, uh, Danielson's not perfect anymore. There's three people with six points. Huh. And then we got a bunch of matches Wednesday night on Dynamite. Um, it's gonna what make or break with this tournament is gonna be what happens with Brody King. How many matches are left? Uh, I think there's two. One match left of hmm. the blue group before everyone else's last match. I know that was confusing as fuck. Two but matches left. Got it. It's not that there's two matches left. Like everyone Her. has to wrestle their last match. Like okay. you, everyone has to wrestle five times. Right. How many times have people wrestled right now? Brody King three. and they wrestled three because like nobody else has only points. rest. Yeah, that's that's what that's I meant. Out like, of the bag. <laughs> yeah. And then on the gold group, I don't recall. I just okay. meant that there's some. All I'm this is that we're going to figure out how point- everything falls into place. And if the most points in the blue league is six, Garcia's still got a shot. <laughs> oh, of Just course. Saying. There's two people on the gold side that have nine, but three people on the one side that have six. Garcia, Garcia, Daniel Garcia. Hey, bud. I saw you at ESW like for a couple of years now. Uh, just reaching out to you saying, don't listen to Daddy Magic. You keep dancing, my friend. And I'm going to apologize for how much math we just had on the show. So yeah, that's the C two. Um, like I said, Moxley beat Roosh, but 
I wanted to touch on that, just saying it was a fantastic match. There was a lot of emotion going into it. You could see how viscerally angry they were at each other. And uh, just good wrestling, straight up. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this week's uh, matches to see how it plays out with the tournament. But the other thing that was pretty good with AEW was the TBS championship match that Christian Cage had be- against uh, uh, TNT championship, TNT. sir. Damn it! I know you saw. I know you saw Abaddon, and you were thinking TBS. <sighs> so while we're on that. before we ta- tap into tap into that, because yeah, that is a thing that we'll talk about, but. Uh, so I want to point out, because, you know, we were kind of using Abaddon as an example to imply jobber status, and uh, Abaddon's actually getting a push, and it looks like she'll get pushed to the TBS championship as Julia Hart fucks with her again, yet again on Rampage, on Rampage, and I believe uh, also Collision, Mr. Rezzo, yeah? Yeah, kind of called her out in, like, a little... I like promo, it. Just saying, like, I like Abaddon's really look right now, and she's she, she looks like she's in practice. I'll say that much. So bring it on. I've I'm here for Abaddon. Abaddon for a while. More Abaddon, please. <laughs> yeah. Something different on screen. I like it. TBS championship. But instead of that, Mr. Rizzo, what Mr. Rizzo meant to say was the TNT championship. The TNT championship with the patriarch of the AEW. And what's the name of his group now? I kind of forgot. We named it, or we read a name somewhere else that we think is a lot cooler, which was... uh, It was Christian's uh, Band of Wayward Boys, but I believe it's the Patriarchy is the... Patriarchy, yes. Yeah. Because there's a a bunch of funny ways that you can take that one. This match. I loved there was a sign somebody had in the crowd for this match said, Outfather Everyone. (laughs) 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 It's classic. So, uh, uh... This was how I thought it was going to go a little bit. I know it sounds ridiculously stupid to call that happening in the match, but I thought Nick Wayne's mom was going to come out and be mad at Edge. Damn it. Terrible today. At Adam Adam Copeland for him doing the concerto on her son. So I'm not saying it wasn't unexpected. But, yeah, that's what happened, and it was kind of cool. I mean, that sucks to be I would agree, too, because this match also felt that way. Uh, To describe the match, Adam Copeland comes out very aggressive and throws Christian around the ring. The announcers point that at one point Christian tries to go for the DQ just to get out of the fucking match. So, you know, it was Christian going, please, no, stop. Think of the Jude Meister. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which who refers to someone's mom as the ex-meister <laughs> like what are you doing please Christian? tell me that that was that was nigel right no that was christian oh, he said christian. it to, oh, said it to adam he was like let's let's team up again for judy for jude meister yeah oh i i'm sorry i was thinking yeah and he said it to adam too like you think the actual son of judy would be like don't fucking call my mom that. Like, who yeah. the hell do you think you are? It was so extra inside. They either did call her that or like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. I took it as him being an asshole. You know, yeah, exactly. Christian is. <laughs> exactly. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, he's getting thrown around. He's like, please don't. Um, I liked how Adam would counter out of the kill switch like twice during this match. Like Christian yeah. tried to go to execute that move. That was neat. Showing that they know each other so well and great uh, wrestling prowess that Adam Copeland has. 
I was pausing so you could insert anything while I. Uh, I don't remember as much that besides just what happened with her and the chair. And we got Chekhov's finisher. Christian actually gets the uh, kill switch, which was cool because Adam went for a spear. So like Adam tried to spear him and he countered into a kill switch. Didn't they both spear each other? Yeah, they did a double spear at one point. That too. was cool. I remember now I'm cool. remembering the double spear. So uh, then I'll uh, go. I'll continue on here. Um, another point I noted that. Uh, he uh, attacked. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that's it. The double spear uh, Christian. He attacked the ref so that he could try to use the belt on Adam. And in the process of doing that, went like they transitioned into that double spear. Um, yeah, actually, that was pretty much it. And the next part is what you said, how Nick's, Nick Wayne's mom came out and, uh, you know, had the whole who does she choose, which I kind of liked how it wasn't just she went strictly for Adam. She kind of like had that moment being like, you know, which I question, yeah. was it? He hate is it who do I hate more like I just viscerally hate or do I hate Adam because he did that to my son or do I hate Christian because he made Adam do that to my son like I don't feel like that dynamic is there I don't think she was like oh Adam did that because of him I think she's just like he's a bad guy but I really hate you too well I guess it's like oh no Christian was bad a long time ago but like He's actually doing pretty good for my son. And if anything, I want to be with Christian. Like, how is this? Yeah. What do you got? I was just going down that thread. That wasn't asserted, right? Like, I don't feel like that was. She just came out and hit Adam and then left, right? Or just kind of was like. If she's going to. The way I'm reading it is that nation of speculation. She's seeing his sons being treated the right way by this really awesome father figure. Hey. Maybe I should buddy up to the father figure, and what will most likely happen is Christian Cage is going to let it happen, let it happen, and be like, actually, no, you're not Christian, good enough to be around us. Christian That's when is- the way turns on Christian, and we get the full, and that won't happen for eight months, but I'm just, I'm just telling you how that's going to work out. Yeah. And yeah, that that's the thread I was going to tug at as well. Um how I was admiring Christian, how he's like, he's going to get with, he's going to get with Nick Wayne's mom because he's making himself look better by comparison. He's like, yeah, I may be a shitbag, but at least I'm not Adam Copeland. You know, I mean, he fucking concertoed your son. That wasn't me. Are we going to, is someone's going to make the video, right? Nick Wayne's mom has got it going on. <laughs> oh, anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's going to be Christian's entrance theme. <laughs> <laughs> that's great that's great oh whoo all right so uh all right, moving on anything else match. on aew Nah, we moving on i i want to say yeet but that's because we're going to talk about yeet and we kind of already did so no yeet so to poor jimmy uso no yeet <laughs> no more yeet for a little bit no more yeet for a bit it'll come back we promise it'll come back uh. So uh, uh, do we just jump right into it, or do we want to talk about Randy Orton? Well, let's talk about, uh, let's go right through the paper, right the PLE, oh, and then okay. we'll talk about maybe what happened after that on Raw, and then a little bit of stuff on SmackDown. Does that sound I, good, or do you want to go about it a different I, way? No, I, I, I. Well, let's do it. Deadline. You know, the thing that I didn't mention in the opening promo Deadline. that we were going to talk about? Dang. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Um, I want to say that this show started kind of terrible. Because Shawn Michaels came out, popped the crowd. 
And then Punk came out. Six and, and didn't <laughs> and kind of pumped the crowd to the point where I actually think that was the loudest pop of the night. <laughs> right to start the show. And then they didn't say anything. They're just like, hey, you're wearing a pink shirt. Hey, I didn't wear your shirt. Uh, music hit. Okay, that was it. Let's start the actual PLE, please. It was weird. Yeah. I mean, what did you expect, honestly? Um, I was expecting at the end of the show, not at the beginning, where I'm like, <laughs> He ain't sticking around for NXT. I thought it was. I just. I'm going to use this part right now. Sorry to bunch a barge in on on deadline here, um, but it just. I saw promos for Punk being all like, "Who's he going to sign with? What brand?" And they had Raw, SmackDown, and NXT, and I was like, "Who are you fooling with this graphic here? He is not going to NXT." But then I started thinking. I was like, "Oh man, how how." How much would I love it to just have them be like, hey, CM Punk, come on back. We'll roll out the red carpet for you in NXT. And then he just just goes down there and lasts for like 12 months or something. Oh, my God. We're going to jump into this, too. Let's just do this with the Punk. Let's talk about Punk first, and then we'll do the All right. Okay? All right. Because this is all molded together. He comes out there. Ha, the One of the things that he talked about, like you mentioned, of teasing of coming to the NXT was, maybe I'll come here and help the talent. Or what, I don't know the exact quote, but it was like, help build the next superstars of WWE. Tomorrow, yeah. Of tomorrow. But, like, wasn't his complaint in the AEW post-presser of, like, I'm tired and I fucking hate working with children? So now he's like, I'm going to go work with the kids. Like, I don't yeah. know where. I'm home. I'm yeah. going to go work with all the little kids again. That are yeah, Anyway, I, I don't know. That was funny. But we get to we get the SmackDown before that happened, actually. And he kind of touched on the fact that Kevin Owens punches people backstage. Yeah. And you can't really have people in backstage punching people it's 2023 and i'm yeah, like come on who does I, that uh, it was kind of funny it would have worked on monday but they because it was the tribute for the troop show that most people are just not hardcore wrestling fans it's like yay punk they didn't get the reference they didn't really get the he was making fun of himself at, at aew just anyway oh yeah not monday but Monday was a kind of, of a different story. Go on. CM Punk came out on Monday. And first he had a... Didn't he have a little talking to from Drew McIntyre? Basically saying, like, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't give a shit about you. I don't know why you're here. That was I'm to out. Jey Uso. Jey Uso started Raw, and he gave a promo, and Drew interrupted him, and he mentioned CM Punk during that. Because Jay was saying he was excited that CM Punk was in the locker room. Wasn't there something else where Punk actually like saw him like backstage in front of Adam Pierce? It doesn't matter. I'm mixing a bunch of shit together. I was going to say because big stuff at hand where he comes out and he tells us the story about I'm home and all this BS and 
his story of how he wants to finish this. Uh, this was a story. great promo. Yeah, on Raw, it was it was really great. I loved the uh, the contrast of the uh, just the whole execution of it. And then he gets interrupted by Seth Rollins and says a lot of what I think the community online have been talking about Punk and talking about how he's a hypocrite, how you've been talking crap about this place the entire time you're gone, throwing me under the bus, people here. This is not your home. This is our home. and His home, he said. Yeah. My home, not yeah. our home. And I was... To be honest, I was a little bit. Uh, I was on my at home on the couch when people started cheering CM Punk on my couch. I'm going, oh, 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 oh just trying to drown him out. But <laughs> I, that was me on my couch because I think that was a good back and forth a little bit. Punk didn't have a lot. What an epic stare down! It was good enough where you're like, they're gonna need each other to get where they both want to go. They both want to. They both want to. Main event WrestleMania, and the only way I think they're going to do it is with each other. We'll see what happens. I made a note here saying that it was actually kind of cool seeing Seth during his entrance. Like he kind of did his dance and whatever, but then he like just started walking towards the ring all serious, like like he had some business to take care of. Yep. And it just the imagery of watching him do that and them singing his song, I was like, this is really cool. Like <laughs> I hawked for it. I was like. This segment's going to be great. And then they had that epic stare down. I was just <laughs> like, here, I'll, I'll post it to you. Obviously, the honkers at home can't see it, but long dramatic stare down. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was, was so, so long. I've got like five. I've got like 15 O's in this long spelling. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, you were saying Mr. Across for both of them. It was, it was great the way they're about to feed off each other. Seth came out extremely passionate yep, and calculated. Like he didn't seem unhinged that he was yelling at someone. He was like, I I'm, I'm very upset that you're here and I'm going to let you know exactly how upset without going, without flying off the handle and doing something that's going to, I'm going to, that's going to hurt me. Like I'm not just going to attack the dude. I'm just going to talk shit and tell you, put you in your place verbally. It was really good. Did you like, did you like how we're part of Seth's family? Yeah. Hey, you, you at home. Yeah, you. We're, you were family. I was like, oh, really? Me? And in my notes, I wrote, well, I did create the Seth Appreciation Society. So, nice. <laughs> uh, drop a tootie day on Seth, though. He had the chance for TBZ to finally say that Seth Rollins is the best in the world. I would have said it because he said a line, like uh, going off of what you were saying, how uh, he was saying how much he just hated CM Punk with every fiber of his being. I was like, he took a pause, and I was hoping he would quote Anchorman at him. He'd just be like, I pure straight hate you. <laughs> and I was like, if he was going to say that, I was like, he's going to be the best in the world, and he didn't. He's like, but, and then went off on some tangent or whatever. I was like, Seth, you had me, man. <laughs> but this promo was fantastic. What Seth did, the way he looked, how he was serious, the way he delivered his lines. And Punk's retort, honestly. I love that, how he was just like, are you done? Because this is the last time that you get to say that without me wanting to fucking wallop you in the goddamn face. Yeah, and I'm looking at it as like, um, Seth literally will wrestle circles around Punk. So, like, bring it. Like, (laughs) we'll see who's the best in the world at the end of this. Um, I mean, Cody beat him with a fucking broken, torn pectoral, so I'm not concerned. But the stories that they're both telling, I mean, I know that one technically didn't 
uh, he wasn't booked as the yeah. main event of WrestleMania, but Seth ended the main event of WrestleMania as champion. Like he did, he did what you want to accomplish with, you know, a third of the work. Like he was, he didn't have his face in the poster, and no one knew he was going to show up. And he lost his match earlier in the day on one of the best RKOs that we've ever seen. And then he shows up later in WrestleMania with the briefcase in front of Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, takes the title. He's got one of the most iconic ones. So what? And CM Punk can't get on the card. What do you mean? He's, he's going to the Rumble. Yeah, he is. I just meant like that's they're talking about best in the world. One of them's got all the way to the top, got to the main event. Whatever. I'm going to lean on Seth as the best in the world, not the guy that just oh, claims sure. it to be. That's, he's trying that's to fu- he's fi- trying to fight to prove it. Yeah. Well, you went, but did you see? Um, jumping ahead here because I did like that he he. We have two people who are chance to win. Both Cody and. Um, CM Punk were probably going to be in the final four because they both want that win to challenge the next guy to continue their story. We'll see how that goes. But they've already announced CM Punk's That's first match. Oh, did you did you hear? I know you're not you're not on the socials, so I know you don't know about this. I don't know the specific. You date. Say you're bad at the socials. I know. I don't know the specific date. But they advertised CM Punk wrestling a match in the hol- in the holiday tour. So it's a house show. So, I mean, it counts, but it doesn't count. It's technically his first match, but it's not on TV. So something going to book it. Who, who do you think it should be? Our truth Okay. If you, I'll put it, I'm going to put it this way. If WWE wanted Punk to be a babyface... Who would they book him to have a match against? Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> ding, 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 ding! We're winning chicken dinner! Well done, TVZ! And that who is nice. he'll be wrestling. It's somewhere around like Christmas. He's either the day, like two days before, or if it's a day or so after, that's the first match that he's having against Dominic Mysterio. And you're like, you're right. he's going to get cheered against Dominic. Oh my God, they figured it out! They figured it out! I mean, he is getting cheered. Yeah, but he's going to get cheered even more that any time Dominic puts his hand <laughs> on the mic, they're going to boo it so loud that it's going to think, wait a minute, they're, they're here for the other guy? Wait, wait, wait. Actually, weird. that's the question. Are they going to cheer for Punk or are they going to boo for Dominic? Take your pick. What do you I, bet I, on on that one? What are the I odds? I think they're just story? going to boo Dominic louder. That's, that's my guess. It will depend where that house show is. You know what? I don't know where that show is. The shit might be in Chicago, and this is a moot point. No, <laughs> Chicago! <laughs> it just doesn't matter. No, I just remembering when CM Punk first, when they debuted, he goes over that one dude. All he's doing is yelling Chicago. It's like, yeah, you got anything else? What's going on here? That's true. True, he could he could have said some nasty things. I gotta give him props for just yelling Chicago. I guess maybe CM Punk, the guy you're excited to see. True. Anywho, all right, that was a lot of stuff with Punk. Uh, it's getting a little good. We'll see how it plays out. Mania uh, is, do- is way down the road, but Rumble's happening next month. So. Mania is sooner than you think. 
Mania is that, but Rumble's my favorite pay per view of the year. So and and CM Punk's in it. There's your tilt, yeah. All right, but this PLE that we had for NXT it's had a couple of cool matches. PLE in WWE of this year. Of this year, yes, yes. I said it. Well, I told you how we started it with uh, the Punk and the Shawn Michaels, but the actual first match was the North American Championship versus uh, Dominic Mysterio and Dragon Lee. And this is a replacement Lee because Wesley hurt his back, and he's going to be out eight to twelve months with some back surgery. That's going to be pretty promo. crappy. The promo for that was Chef's Kiss. I got but, yeah. I got choked up. I was like, yeah. Oh. So yeah, it looks like they were like trying to see if he could or couldn't wrestle without surgery, and then they delayed it as long as possible. But no. Um, but Dragon Lee filled in as a Lee replacement. Um, and yeah, I I don't know. I I noticed the little the little things about this match. But what you got, TBZ? I think we need to change my segment from, or maybe. Uh, I was thinking, change my segment from Wag of the Finger to TBZ Gets Spoiled on Wrestling. <laughs> but uh, for this match, I had this match spoiled. I saw a meme where it said, that luck when your son loses his championship. And there's a picture of Ray. And I was like, oh, well, I guess he lost the NXT belt. Um, I didn't get to watch the PLE until Sunday. And yeah. it was Saturday night. And the two, two second uh, of the video that I saw on Facebook spoiled two of the matches for me. <laughs> and it was, it just showed Dragon Lee and Gorilla. It didn't show him with them. It didn't, it just for like one second showed Dragon Lee and Gorilla. I'm like, well, my mind's going to think the guy and Gorilla they're showing, they're not showing the guy who's about to go lose. They're going to show the guy of him like just winning or just being congratulated. It's like, okay, I know how that match went. And then yeah. later on in the main event, somebody's music just like showed up. And I'm like, well, if that guy happened, I know how this worked and this. Anyway, we'll get to it. <laughs> I was immediate. I, I just want to touch on during this match. I was immediately reminded how great the announcers are on NXT. Like Booker T. Yeah, like I love wow. how much he was trying to sell Dominic as oh, the yeah, greatest. That's the one NXT. problem I had with him in this match. Go ahead, I got. I'll tell you why. Oh, I just loved him being like the obvious heel here, being like, "Well, because it's like it, there is nobody who like." What I've learned in wrestling is there isn't a universally hated, uh, like, uh, wrestler superstar, if you will. Like in the announce desk, it's by, like there's always somebody who's on the side of like the shit bag, the heels and stuff. Like you know, there's always somebody who's you. always like justifying their actions, and that's what Booker T was doing with Dominic. So I was just like, I loved him playing the obvious heel, being all like, yeah, oh, he's the because like you know he's like he's the greatest NXT North American champion. I'm like, well, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa. Well, that's where I have the issue. Lee, like, pump the brakes, Booker T. <laughs> My my issue was is that I I don't like him as as that role. I'd rather have him be the good babyface role. Where, He's oddly both. And let me let me let me put it in perspective. Like he trained or was in his gym of Roxanne Perez, and when she was first coming up and wrestling, he was almost acting like a father figure and being emotional about it 
and it seemed real and genuine. This one, this side of him like, yeah, I know the guy's full of shit, but I'm telling you that it's real and it's great. It sounds over the top and it doesn't work for me because it's like, dude, you can do better because we've seen and heard better from Nigel McGuinness doing the same thing with da Brian Danielson. Again, we're, we're looking at the top of the game here, so it's, it's going to be tough. But the part that upset me with Booker T was there was a point where they were talking about how, like, I think Vic Joseph was saying, you know, Get that man a raise, Dominic, by the, way. <laughs> the only reason Dominic is so good is because what he learned from his father. And Booker T's like, no, he didn't learn that from his dad. He learned that despite his dad. He so was implying he learned it from the judgment oh, day, the guys he was with. He said, Dominic Mysterio has that in his DNA. <laughs> yeah. And Vic Joseph's <laughs> like, no, Booker, I don't think you understand how that works. The DNA is in his blood. That's also Rey Mysterio. That's he his got blood. to understand. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I thought it was funny and it worked for me, but I was like, Booker, I don't, I you should be better than this. You should be better than this. Yeah. I love when announcers back themselves into a corner yes, where it's like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so and that's that where I was at with him on the match because yep. I was like, yeah, that doesn't work, Booker T. The DNA is still Mysterio. I don't. I don't know why it. It just tickles me. Like, I, it tickles me because hey, yeah, it's good to be the. It's hard to be that heel announcer where it's like you got to justify their actions on the fly, and I love when people go for it because there's a chance where it'll just like backfire like that where it'll be like ah, nah, I don't know what I'm saying anymore. <laughs> it's just like I'm gonna move on. Some people will cower Booker T and a few others. They're like Taz. No, they're going to pop through. They're going to be yeah, bull. And it's like, no, that's what happens. That's how it is. Men after Mr. Rizzo's heart, I see. Just <laughs> plow through. All right. So Dragon Lee came out of Victorious. There was a nasty rub spot and a double stomp, which was kind of cool. I had a two honks for it me. It was abrupt. I was kind of shocked. I thought there would be a little bit more fanfare to it, but it was just like almost like a kind of roll up, impromptu roll up. And you're like, that's it. And I was like, oh, I thought we had more time. Yes, yes, yes. Let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. We had the Women's Iron Survivor Challenge. And I can't name the I'm say right now again, I'm surprised that no, not, not one of these matches were the main event. Well, yeah, when there's a men's or women's title on the line, it's really difficult for that not to be the main event for the NXT shows. It's been Yeah, consistent. but these matches were better than it. <laughs> oh, that, but that's consistent, too. There are a lot of times where, like, a ladder match was is still the show, but the main event of, you know, Andrade versus Drew McIntyre might be... It, mm -hmm. Shit, that was a four-honker, too, but I did, mm -hmm. like, the... the the ladder match. That, that's 100%. what it is. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah, this the fact that you have all these like kind of different stipulations and like so much can happen with the rules, it makes this more fun. You're engaged with other stuff. You don't like, oh well it's a battle royal, I only have to wait till the end. Like there anything a lot of stuff means stuff. So it was kind of cool. I gotta say, I was impressed with Tiffany Stratton in this match. Oh, I had yeah. not seen anything done by her except like the promos and and Oh wow, that's the first time you've seen her. Kind of, yeah. So uh, I, I, I kind of, I thought she was going to be more like a Carmelo, but she turned out to be more of a Charlotte Flair. Yep. Yeah, that, so. that moonsault that she does. 
Um, she's that like, was kind of awkward as well. What are you doing, Fallon? <laughs> she fell on the table. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Yikes. Yeah, it, <laughs> Tiffany, Tiffany looked awesome in this match like she has in the past. Um, Blair she's kind of like, who is this? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so you don't know most of, most of these women you don't know at all. Blair oh, Davenport. Don't all, except Lash Legend. Except I didn't know her by name. I just knew her as that girl who did the Otis thing. So but you don't know her either. You only saw her do that last week. Which also... <laughs> to quote a previous host, I had to listen to her. Yes. Lash, Lash Legend came out and did her stuff. Looked amazing. <laughs> I also have to say that Jordan or Kalani Jordan got her ass kicked in this match. Who she got thrown around so oh, much. Kalina Jordan, Kalani Jordan. She, yes. Yeah. Did she even get one? Um. She. I don't think that she had a pin. I don't know if she I'm did. Checking right now. Don't think she got a pinfall. I noted, yeah. Uh, you know, she was really new, and she was the one that I predicted to win the breakout tournament, and she lost in the finale. But then she was in this match, and the winner that won that, it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, they even said she was kind of like the you know the youngest star in that match. Yeah, but Tiffany Stratton with Enough the Enough of her, Ash Legend. Holy crap, Alabama dude. Slam. What? Sorry. I was going to say, like, Tiffany Stratton's flips and then the Alabama Slam. Yeah. Um... But Lash Legend, like, getting everybody. How she came out and just got two eliminations? She's like, let me do a segment and I'm going to stack them. Smash them. Pin them one, two, three. I was like, holy crap, she's going to win this thing. No one can stop her. So the way, the the woman that won. two honks for that segment. Right? That that alone, watching that happen, I'm like, that's two honks right there. One for each pin. Yeah, Holy I had, fuck! I had for both the Iron Survivor matches without going through them in detail. I I had both at four honks. I enjoyed both of them. They were both a lot of fun. Um, yeah. The four fifty splash, but like I said, Tiffany Stratton, her moonsault, she that got my honk as well. She's just she's amazing. What I was trying to say before is like she's a combination of like Mandy Rose and Charlotte. Yeah, yeah, and I see that. Yeah, it's she's she's really great. She had a great run. She she lost her championship belt to Becky. <laughs> so like, let's put it that way. Who did you? Yeah. Well, I lost to the man. Okay, all right. So now Fair. she's trying to go and be like two time champion, and she has to fight through all these other women again. It's crazy. But yeah. Blair Davenport was a dominant uh, wrestler in the NXT UK before that closed down and came over. So she had, I believe that she had won the title, and then she was injured before she came back. Um, she looks awesome. She had a run a little bit Good. going back. Gigi Dolan a little while ago. That was pretty cool. Nice. Um, but, yeah, Blair's first fall, the double submit. I don't know. Everything about this was awesome. This was a great match. Uh, they, like, I love the ending, too, how they had Blair steal it at the end. Like, just getting a yes. pin in 15 seconds to get the go-ahead, and then Lash is, like, chasing her around the ring, and they're just, like, kind of going, woo, for 15 seconds. I was like, yeah, that's, I mean, I love that. That's what you do in this match. It's like, yes. I don't gotta, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't have to stand there and let you pin me. Screw that crap. Though, yeah. I do gotta give Tiffany I sank my even cups. more props 
because I don't think that the original spot that she did off of the either the ropes or the penalty box was meant to be on the floor. Fallon? I think was it Fallon that did it? Are you somebody, talking about when somebody got thrown on the table and the, and the announce table collapsed? And I don't think that was supposed to happen. They weren't thrown. But regardless, the table collapsed, and it wasn't supposed to happen. And then Tiffany did it on the, like, corner anyway, and it still worked. And I think that's what happened, but it doesn't matter. I'm I'm holding this down. Let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. What did you think about Lexus King versus Carmelo Hayes? Sorry, I was trying to see if I noted when that happened. Um, I thought it was fine. It was an okay match. What do you think about Lexus King? I liked his entrance. Oh, okay. That's the first time you've seen it, though, right? Yeah, I like how he came out on a throne. I was like, oh, huh, he's the king. It's Get been it. getting crap. Every time I see him, I like him less and less. When I first saw him, I liked him in the ring. It didn't work to, for me a little bit with him and Carmelo. It was Carmelo's a little too fast sometimes, and he's a little he pops up, jumps around a little bit. Uh, but I like the kick to the stairs and the fact that they were working his right hand. Um, but the fall off the top rope, I just something's not working. I like, I like Brian Pillman Jr. and I can see him not wanting to have affiliation with his dad. Oh, is that him? But I don't like the. I don't. It doesn't work for me. The only the only thing I get out of Lexus King is I think he's somehow related to Joe Dirt. Like, yeah, that's all I get out of Lexus King. Yep. I don't get really cool, awesome guy. I get like, kind of get. Trailer Park Tiger King. Yeah. And I don't want that because I like his wrestling ability, but that's just the characters pulling off. What about you, sir? Just more on how I felt about this match. I don't mean to say that it was a bad match. I just like it felt like it was just like, uh, you know, a match you'd see on a regular episode of Raw or something. Nothing really like honked me. Um, and this also felt uh, there were no stakes. So for me, as someone not involved with the storylines, I feel like I'm missing out on stuff. And, you know, this, this is what that. this match is for. It's to progress storylines and, you know, get you get those invested more uh, breadcrumbs to lead to other things. It's, yeah, it's the was, Avengers 2 of the, uh, you know, the storylines going on here. Where it was at with this one just a little bit was that mellow was kind of almost like framed by Lexus King to make it look like he beat up his friend Trick Mello or uh, Trick right. Williams. And I still don't even yeah. know. Even knowing that, I'm still not sure what the where they are with the story with that. It's a little weird. So anyway. It's whatever. But after that, we went right back to craziness with the men, yes. Yeah. Uh, what did you think about this? Like the, the booking? Let's let's touch on that for a second. Yeah, it was kind of seemed stacked with the challenge matches. It was really cool the way they gave the like how like I thought Dijak shined. I thought he looked really oh, good through the whole thing. Oh, you're gonna get into the match itself then, okay. But the fact that they had Braun come in and get quick threes. That was cool. I like that. I honked. It really messed with the re- like you didn't see that coming. You're like, okay, cool. He's part of the match. How is this going to work out without you? Just like bam, bam, bam. You're like, oh, well, now a, a like lot Brock of Lesnar <laughs> Okay, what and, was that mustache thing he had going on? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure what you mean. I'm sorry. 
he like had his mustache and then he had something. It almost looked like I thought it was a scar going across his face like this, but I think it was part of his beard. And like they made sure to just make it very pointed along the top of Oh, you know, I didn't notice how on his cut. cheekbone. It was driving me mad. I was like, is this a Joker thing? Did I miss something? Is it just a weird like style choice for his beard? It's real like I can't stop looking at it every time I look at his face. Now I remember like when you had said when you're talking about the booking of this match, what was yeah. the most interesting and how they this is what makes this match really cool and how they can change it up. Is I was referring to the PLE on a whole. I meant like the fact that the Iron Survivor Challenge matches happened really early on and there were more matches after that. Well, I didn't realize that there was a cage match. I didn't either until it came about. And I was like, holy fuck, there's more wrestling. So I was expecting, well, it makes sense in the card because after this is the main event. But until you bring it up now, I was like, oh, yeah, maybe they should have had the, the cage. But it, I don't know. They don't put the cage. Together. I don't know. You're right. It, it worked. It, I didn't know this would be an issue. Carmelo, cage match. Wasn't there uh, another match that happened? Then the Iron Survivor Challenge. Then the title match. Boom. Done. It's a, nice also- little, it's a nice little Iron Survivor cage sandwich. Yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd be <laughs> fine with that. It was, it was interesting. Um, especially the way that that we'll get to that match in a minute. Anyway, anyway let's yeah, let's dig into the match. You're, you're bite, you're chopping at the bits. I see. So let's. What let's I was get saying it. with with Dijak, the the part that was kind of cool and how they can play with this match is that as soon as you get pinned, you have to go to the penalty box for a minute and a half before you're allowed to, you know, did any pins. Yeah. And back to back times, Dijak like took a pin, so he's like, I got pinned. All right, I can't wrestle. And then he gets back in, he gets hit real quick, and then he's pinned again. And he's yeah. like, shit, I still can't wrestle. Like, I <laughs> like, got three minutes where I'm not allowed to help. I'm not allowed to do anything. And he just punches somebody. He punches he Tyler fighting Bates. in the penalty box when, three, when Braun no, Breaker no, no, came no. out. Before he went to the penalty box. Oh. Like, he yeah, like on his way, he's like, sh- this is bullshit. And he was like, I want to get. The-. And I think he punched Tyler Bate. He did. And the refs are like, you have to leave. And he's like, but I want to go pin that guy. Like, I want. he's on the ground. And they're like, you have to leave. And this is the one part that, like, almost, I almost think they should have gave him the pin and then, like, changed it other ways. Tyler Bate landed on, I think it was Briggs, for more than three seconds. But because the ref was trying to get Dijak out of the ring and in the penalty box, he was yeah. late to get back and pin him. And then he goes, one, two, and then he kicked out. But, like, it would have been funnier if Dijak knocked Tyler Bate out and then gave Tyler Bate a pin. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) Maybe, like, shit, like, that shouldn't have happened. I should have been able to break that up. So, that kind of worked for me. But, like, oh, I don't know why they did it that way. But, yeah, it was cool. I kind of like how they started off the match where it was, like, Dijak got the pin as the next guy came out, so it was like an yes. extended 1v1 match. I thought that that might Tyler. happen for a minute. Like, he was going to run the table and get a lead for a little bit, but no. Yeah, right? Tyler Bate looks different. Who is this man? Like, what happened? He, what do you mean he looks different? He's come a long way from Mustache Mountain, that's for sure. Oh, I don't think so. Sir, he, he did not have a hippie hairdo. Oh, Okay. All right. That's a lot of hair, my friend. 
Yeah, he still's got. He's still got. Um, yeah, he's just got a new gimmick. Bam. I get it. He's by himself. He's soloing. He's not in Mustache Mountain. It's just the last time I saw him, he did not look like this, and I was like, "Whoa, that's a choice." All right, fair enough. He, he stole one of Bronze Pins. And Think of it like when you see Baron in. Corbin with hair. It was like that. You're just like, oh, gotcha. oh, I, okay. <laughs> the fact that Braun came in and got three pins in 38 seconds was pretty crazy. Yeah, you mentioned that. Ooh, 38 seconds. Ooh, 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 question, question, question. Trick Williams. What was the crowd chanting? What is his chant? Whoop that trick. Whoop that Whoop. trick. Oh, okay, cool. That's not what I thought. <laughs> And so I was confused. I'm like, why? You don't want him to win? That doesn't make sense. What, what did you think they were saying? Fuck that trick? Oh, no, they were not. They were saying, whoop yeah. that trick. Whoop yeah. that trick. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of Trick Williams. I have been for a while. I'm not exactly sure how it's going between him and Mello, whether they'll eventually go at it, not go at it. They've been teasing how they're still friends, but they're not. They're going solo, but they're not. It's just... I love it. Trick Williams is a, I'm a big fan. And that's the guy who won the match. It is. I was kind of, I, I, my mind was blown on how fast that happened too. Like I honked, I, I honked that ending because I was like, that was unexpected. I didn't like, they even pointed it out. What was it within like at the five minute marker? It was like, and trick Williams has no points while two other contestants have three. I'm like, yeah, how is he getting in this match? Well, you're letting your bro down and I'm going to give away a little bit of the, 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 what I had got spoiled on is that I heard Trick Williams' music at the very end of the clip. So yeah. I knew that him, but the way this match is playing out, it was, he was not looking didn't like have any it. Pins, and I'm like, <laughs> well, maybe Trick didn't win this match, but he just still confronted so and so at the end. Yeah. So uh, it, it threw me off a little bit thinking. Well, how is Trick going to pull this off if he doesn't have any doesn't have any points yet? And then, bam, 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 and that yeah, was cool. That was cool. I do, I do like the Herculean effort he put in at the end. Some other honks I'm looking at here. Uh, that interception that Trick Williams had with Dijak. Remember when he's on the turnbuckle and he was about to, but then uh, Trick jumped off of Briggs' back. Yes, it was a very uh, Ricochet Logan Paul moment. <laughs> um. What is this one with a honk? Uh, a great segment from Tyler. Oh, yeah, when he does the spin move. I forgot who he had up on his shoulders, but he had him up and they started spinning. And, you know, kind of like the uh, he got the momentum like uh, like Claudio or mm-hmm. Cesaro. Sorry, Cesaro uh, usually does. And then like to let him go, he just kind of dropped his hands and he's like, look, ma, no hands. <laughs> <laughs> I like that move. And then after that, Tyler, he had another one. Uh, so I'm trying to read my notes here. I was like noting it as it was going on. Oh, it's when like, uh, Tyler kind of tries to team up with trick Williams in the, ma- in the ring. And he's like, all right, we're going to take these guys out. Cause they're on the outside of the ring. So, uh, trick gets hit. And so he doesn't run the ropes, but, uh, Tyler does gets out of the ring. He hits die Jack, like, uh, like distracts him or whatever. He like it would easily like he's, he he provoked him to hit him. He sidestepped him and like kicked him, which caused him to hit the the, the stairs. So he dismantles him. Gets in the ring and then uh, I'm seeing what he did to trick. Uh, and then he, I mean he just comes in. And he like runs the ropes and he transitions into his like uh, pile driver move. It was just a very smooth uh, segment that I was like, man, this is getting a hawk. 
the one other note I have in the match was just how fast both Braun and Trick are in the ring. Oh, yeah, they like, are. So running fast. the ropes on how fast they are, like, both yeah. those guys are quick. I mean, they're going to hurt themselves if they actually go at it that way. But this match was a honker. Both Iron Survivor Challenge matches were honkers. Yeah, Uh, yeah, they were great. They were fun. They fucking struck gold with this format. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, because there's so many different ways you can tell stories with that. It's it's a lot of fun. And especially the way they can do it of like, like, some people get 25 minutes, other people get 10. Yep. So it really puts people at an advantage or disadvantage depending on what they do leading up to the match. It's really cool. Trick Williams. If you guys want to know the rules for the match we're talking about, look it up. We're not here for that. It's true. <laughs> I usually do homework. I'm not doing it for you. You can do it yourself today. No, that one's that one's uh, at this point. If you're a wrestling fan, you know what it is. You'll figure it out. It's steel cage cool. match. Roxanne Perez versus Kaya. All right, but for rules for a steel cage match. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it, this wasn't the typical one. It was uh, by pinfall or submission. Correct. No escaping the cage. Yeah, but like multiple times, Kiana, it's Kiana James versus Roxanne Perez. And multiple times, Kiana James is like, no, no, no I'm done. Open the cage. I don't want to wrestle anymore. I'm out. <laughs> and yeah. then when it, when, when it almost happened, when it looked like she was just going to leave, and I didn't understand because she couldn't win, she just didn't want to wrestle anymore, she pulled mm-hmm. out a steel chair. Yes. And brought it into the ring. Yep. Um, she also yeah. hit it uh, the wrong way. And I was like, you can't, you shouldn't hit somebody with a chair like that. And nope. she missed. And I was like, that's why you hold it the right way. Mm-hmm. And Roxanne was like, let me show you how it's done. Waka. I was immediately remembered again in the NXT, man. Like every time we would, like, it's always refreshing when I jump back in because I'm just immediately reminded of all these cool things that NXT is doing. And Roxanne Perez, like, she's so fluid in the ring. Just like, she's. She sells the shit out of moves, man. She's really great. I loved watching her in this match, and I just want to shout out to her. Yeah, she had won uh, titles before she joined NXT. Um, and yeah, she's probably one of the more experienced wrestlers that was on the roster before coming in here. And she does. All of her stuff looks really smooth. The Pop Rocks, when she does it, looks cool. But what I the like... Way she countered into Pop Rocks in this match was cool. Yeah. <laughs> but the other th- that I, the thing that I like the most is how, because of how small she is, I like how she put her hand through the fence. Oh, yeah. And then they beat the crap out of her. And it, like... Yeah, she was if anything, it. it's probably a lot safer than, like, just on the fence and getting bent around. They're, sh- like, they're trying to be like good. she's hitting on the, you know, the, the, oh, ed- the edge of it. Yeah. It worked. It was cool. But I meant, like, that that's that's innovative. I haven't seen people do it that way. Yeah. So yeah, was it was cool. good stuff. Uh, I enjoyed the steel cage match, but I only gave it, like, a honk or two. I had two um, honks because even with them having some, I mean, it's a steel cage. You shouldn't have somebody else, like, interfering for a victory. So I would just put off of that, not even knowing who that is. Like, just, eh, okay, whatever. I don't I don't know. Yeah, and the way they executed it, too, was a little awkward. Because, again, it was like Roxanne was going for the door. And I was like, is she trying to escape? But then, like... Exactly. Like, her bad. going for the door made it look like she was trying to escape. But then she, like, kind of repositioned herself, being like, oh, no, this is the spot where I get hit by the door for some reason. It's like, but why is that happening? And then... Izzy showed up and hit her with the thing, which she's like, oh, let me stagger into the middle of the ring, and oh, I lost the match! And it's like, yeah. ah, the distraction won the, ga- the yeah. day. It Hooray. didn't work for me in a steel cage match. Like, it's, yeah. 
Anyway. Again, this was like I said in a previous match, it felt like that was an Easter egg for someone who's involved in the storyline. So for me, I'm like, okay. Yeah, and there wasn't enough of it for me to notice or care. I was like, okay, that's that's how they're doing it. But yeah. main so, event. It's time. I have to say, honestly, kind of was underwhelmed by this match. Well, again, the Iron Survivor challenges were a lot of fun. And they're going to steal. The That's show. probably why I popped uh, a ton during that. You just did not. You were never going to get as high as you did when Punk showed up to start the show. Shut up. <laughs> I'm sorry. Shut your fucking but, mouth. But as much as I loved both Iron God, I wish you would have gotten to NXT. That would have been so great. Yeah, you don't want to deal with the kids. Go deal with our kids. <laughs> but I just meant as much as I love both the Iron Survivor matches um, for for the card. The, the le- yeah. legitimate biggest pop of the night was when Punk just randomly showed up to start the show and everyone cheered. Oh, I thought but, you were going to say when Baron Corbin came out on a motorcycle, but yeah, yeah, I guess but that was. But at the same time, I, I'm yeah, it's gonna it's kind of hard to be to live up to those all that craziness, especially when I I don't as much as you may even for myself I really liked Corbin, but like I like Corbin I, too. I thought he had a less than five percent chance of him taking the title off of Dragonoff, regardless of what they were doing here. So, I think I'm yeah. noticing what my problem is with this match. Is Walter's match was better? Yeah, well, that that happens almost every time. <laughs> almost every I'm just match, saying, like, this match, like, Walter was better. This match just felt like that, but with somebody different that wasn't Walter. Dragonoff gets the shit kicked out of him for two thirds of the match, but he fights through the pain and finds a way to win. Like, yep. if you've seen his match, you've seen them all, and that's what this match was. And so I was kind of like, yeah, well right. said, well it's said, TBZ. I like the match, and I, I just nailing on the three honks that I had for it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, the announce table. Oh, with the rib? Yeah. <laughs> Did you honk because the move was great or the fact that they were selling the shit out of it? Selling the shit out of it. But <laughs> Oh, we I'm just also- reinforced our desk just now. Oh, yeah, they just came out for this match to reinforce. What the fuck it are you talking about? Last it? time, but this, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then he did the senton from the top rope and he missed Corbin. And it yeah. looks so nasty when I'm like, oh my, that's the plan. So I'm going to go, I'm going to climb up to the top of the rope, and I'm going to jump, and I'm going to land on my back. That's the plan. And I'm like, ouch, that hurts. And then and then a minute later, then he did the exact same move, but he landed on someone. And that's supposed to make it feel better. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, and I'm going, I, I got to give him honks for those, because those are nasty. It's like Kyrie Sane jumping on the top rope, but like, she lands on her back. That's pretty much what she does anyway. Anyway, yeah. uh, and then I, I gave a I gave a honk for the grunting from uh, <laughs> from Dragonoff. Oh yeah, yeah. He so, like I said, he sells the shit because he can't breathe because of his bruised rib. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I actually don't like what they co- make. Maybe it's maybe this is more politically correct, but at the same time, I don't think it is. I don't like the name of Dragonoff's finisher. Okay. It's called the H bomb. <laughs> it yeah. should be called the heart punch. They called it something else. They didn't call it that. They've called Maybe it, they were just they've called the H bomb and I'm like the devastating move where he jumps up and punches you in the chest right in the heart. Like yeah. can we just Cuz your heart explodes, dude. Like you I find it uncomfortable 
with my heart issues. And heart yeah. punch to me is scary. We need, we need no, a heart strong you have month. to name it after a nuclear oh, bomb. Hey, instead. it's not neck strong. It's heart strong now. Yeah. But we don't have to have it just that scary. We also have to name it after a nuclear weapon. Yeah. And call it the H-bomb. It's like, fatal. Just not. It's fatal. Uh, I just want to say that. For myself. And I'm terrified to have... also to get tased because I think that might kill me too. They did do that cool hug thing. Uh, I don't know what it is, but they played it up in the promo, like leading up to the match. They did something where they like they hugged and Dragonoff whispered to him, saying the only thing that can kill the dragon is himself. And uh, like Baron Corbin did, he's like, you want a hug? Then you'll get a hug. And he like, you know, hugged him and then did a move or whatever. And then afterwards, it comes back around. And Ilyov uh, at the end there is just kind of like, you know, he was able to do the same thing. He said something to he hugged him, said something to him, which. All the announcers are like, oh, we can't hear. And it's like, okay, so we don't know what's that's going to be a, a plot line. I'm sure we're going to tug on. And then he uh, proceeded to win the match. So I like the cyclical nature of that. That was pretty cool. Like the match was good. It's just like it's another Dragonov match. And Dragonov is victorious. And he still got some unfinished business with the person that won the Iron Survivor Challenge. The Trick reason Williams. that they have Whoop that trick. I wouldn't call it unfinished trick. business, Whoop but like. Carmelo and Dragunov have had some amazing matches. And when Carmelo and Trick Williams kind of separated, like, we're still together, but I need to go off on my own and start doing my own thing. They were kind of saying, like, well, Carmelo was able to do it, but you're not able to. So Trick is kind of, like, using that as, like, well, I have to also slay the beast. If Carmelo did it, if I'm going to be the next guy, I have to do it too. So... I'd like to think that Trick Williams, Nation of Speculation, is going to maybe take the title off of Dragunov, and then Carmelo's going to want another shot at the title, and then their friends are fighting against each other. Then we can have them going out to the diner and talking about fishing and stuff before their championship match again. And then God. we don't know who's going to win. Is HBK's got to type. <laughs> Mellow don't miss or whoop that trick. And we will uh, see. I have to go back, and I apologize. This Tuesday's episode of NXT, I guess, had a really great promo from Trick Williams that said, "Like, hey, this could be a you know promo of the year candidate, maybe for NXT." So I got to go back and watch it. But I wonder if that leads to either something with Dragonoff, something with Mello. I don't know, but I guess he did something really good. So I got to check out. That should have been my damn tope. Too late. Check that out. It's not too late because honestly, we're at the end of the pay per view. PLE, if you will. Yes, yes, yes. So I don't know about you, Mr. Rizzo. How are you feeling? I'm feeling all right. Did you want feeling to get Lucy? To anything else? Lucy, uh, Lucy. I don't know. I got this. I got this thing caught in the back of my throat that I just got to get out if uh, if we're good. Go for it, sir. Go for it. What you got? It's our Tohei Suicida moment of the week. Excelente. That's right. We're at the end of the episode here, Honkers. Thanks for coming along. It was great to have you. But now it's time for what we look forward to in the wrestling world. What you're going to check out, what you think is pretty cool, um, I'm looking into some answers from Samoa Joe and MJF from what we got the fallout from last week. That would be something I would uh, look into. 
um, and check out. Uh, I'm trying to think. The of mask. The, there was a specific. The devil mask is your tope, huh? Well, I guess I really want to know what happened last week. I guess we didn't touch on it. Won't go too much in detail, but Samoa Joe and MJF were supposed to wrestle the the the, the devil tag team chose by the Devil Mask, and it ended up not happening because MJF got a, maybe attacked backstage, and Samoa Joe went to help him. So there's some, he didn't. He couldn't. Some, he was held back by the. Uh, he just followed uh, up on so what happened with him in the backstage. I was Real just quick. leading to, I, I want answers. I don't know what any happened. I'd like to find out what happened on, on Wednesday Night Dynamite. Hopefully we get some answers. Did you watch Power Rangers as a kid, Mr. Rizzo? Go, go, Power Rangers. What was the name of the, like, the putty men that they would send after them? Uh, you nailed it, the putty men. Is that really it? No, I have no clue. Well, but you know those people, I though? In, the putty in- men. That's that's what the the devil mask segment reminded me of. It was just them being at ringside, being like, "We're not going to attack you, but we're just going to keep you there." Okay. It's well, like, oh, I no. was thinking that they looked more like teenage Ninja Turtles, the foot. Okay. In in the movies where they're wearing all like they were just the yeah. really low level ninjas that don't even have the red thing on their yeah. face. Yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, or, no, like yeah. Samoa Joe, it looked like Samoa Joe was ready to fight him. And so he's like, yeah, come on in here. And they all just kept in there. Yeah, didn't and then they disappeared. And then there was a video package of MJF already knocked out backstage. So it was just kind of like, now what? So I could see why. Well, I want like, answers. I, That's what I want. I, I want I, answers. I'm a little mad. That was actually going to be my t- cards at the table. I honestly don't have a tope right now. And I was like, that actually was one that I was thinking of. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to rack my brain. I'm thinking maybe the kingdom. But honestly, the kingdom's promo was kind of weak this past week. Maybe Roderick Strong is able to stand now, though. Maybe That's official. He's he's done being held back by this wheelchair. So that was fun. So, uh, um, last we thing also that got some Continental Class Classic matches that are pretty pretty awesome. Sure, so I mean C two, but I mean I, I could fall back on that, or I, I, you know what? I think I'm going to come right out and say that because I hate to have to say it, but like Seth Punk, man. That's my tope. They got us. They fucking got us. Like, I'm here for Seth, obviously, but uh, that promo was just so good. Like, yeah, it's been a minute was. since we had a it promo good. that good on WWE. Good. It was really good, and I loved Serious Seth. Like, I'm on board. So he looks good in purple. <laughs> Whoa. It's time to bring back this society. You know what? It's a call to arms. That's what Raw was this past week. Mr. Rizzo, next week is the official start of the SAS. The Seth Appreciation Society. We're bringing it back. All right. All right. And then we're going to take a we break. Need to, we need to drive these Chicagoans. Chicagoans. How, how do we say this? Chicago. CM Punkers. We got to drive them back. And the associate, uh, the appreciation society is the only way we can through SAS. I like it. I like it. Well, let's bring <laughs> back the SAS next week, and then keep a little Christmas because I yeah. think next week's going to be Christmassy sassy version. Next week will probably be 
the last episode that we put out before the holidays of Christmas That's right. and maybe New Year's as well. Let's take some housekeeping. You're right, Mr. Rizzo. So we're going to take a little bit of uh, break. We'll be back next week, but we're going to talk wrestling. We're going to talk some Christmas. We're going to maybe we'll mold them together and do some. You've got me for one more Christmas. week, honkers. This is the last episode of the ho- of the 2023 season of Honk If You Love Wrestling that you'll yes. have me. After that, I'm 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 taking a vacay. I'm walking away from wrestling for a bit. We'll be back, and then we'll be back. You know what? We're thinking maybe we're going to do a a review of World's End, and uh, we'll bring it to you early on. We'll do a recording on uh, the fourth of uh, January, and get it to you by that Friday. I just just forgot about something. What? We are we are you know because I haven't been talking to our our other friend on the show of Spence who hasn't been here really who was not really been forever go on it's the yearly it's the yearly it's the time of year where i bug you guys to watch new japan's wrestle kingdom which always happens like all of all of my monthly payments have paid off for this moment yeah of like the first or second of the year and unlike past years where i've tried to get you to stay up and watch whatever match late early in the morning Yeet. I think that we should at least try to watch the Okada Danielson match. So sure, we've, all, we've been leading up to this moment. I think that'll happen after World's End and before our fourth, our, the January fourth. So maybe we can talk told, about that. I'm not live watching it. I'm going to watch it on my own time. Well, then you can watch it the next morning. You don't have to watch it at 4 in the morning. Watch it at 9. I'm on vacation, and I'll watch it when I watch. Correct. I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, it's true. That uh, You can watch it when you get home. Or, or watch it while <laughs> you're on the beach drinking. I don't know. Anywho. Thank you for coming along, Honkers. Mr. Rizzo, as always, a pleasure talking wrestling with you. Yes, it is. Now is the time where we do social plugs. Check us out on formerly known as Twitter and also Blue Sky with the moniker at Wrestling Honks. Check us out on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram under Honk If You Love Wrestling. I'm going to have to get us and, on threads eventually, too. But yeah, and send us honks. an email to Honk If You Love Wrestling at gmail.com. You send us an email, you'll get on the show. I promise you that. We yes. will talk about your email on the episode you want to email us and say hey tbz you should shut up and let mr rizzo talk some more i'll definitely chew you out in the beginning of the episode and be like listen here mr michael hunt i've got things to say to you (laughs) wow tbz working blue that's why we're on blue sky anyway (laughs) hit us up on that email honk if you love wrestling at gmail at wrestling honks on x but yep. yeah, hit us up. Tell us what's going on, uh, and also Merry Christmas and uh, Happy New Year. Not yet. We got one more episode, and we'll make sure to wish you that December. next week. I do that every, all the time. In next week, fair, fair enough. Merry Christmas, honkers. Oh. 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 Oh.